his word where his voice matters. It's a Psalter Sunday. You are looking into Psalm 27. It is a Psalm of David. We're taking Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. It's a day or a service where we look at the Psalms or at the Psalm as we normally do. I will read. The title of the psalm is the Psalm of David. Psalm is, divi psalm is divided into four books, and this is found in the first book, which is the collection uh, of David uh, or collection of David psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord is that, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I ask, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his uh, sacred tent and set, and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have made Sorry, you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God of my salvation or God of my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witness arise against me, sprouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Let us pray to thank God for his word. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, this is your word we have learned or we have read this morning. Help us, God, let us hear what you're saying to us and what you are revealing through this word in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Some were a collection of different uh, chants by the children of Israel. There is a collection by David for David, and there were chants that were done by just the children of Israel whenever they gather for something or it's a, it's a ceremony or an event. They used to say that. But it was, was to what the Lord has done to them. They will worship God and sometimes will lament. Uh, mostly the personal uh, uh, psalms, they lament on what the Lord, or on their situation where they are. So they are different in, written in different situations. And this one is another one written, it's a collection of David, believed to be written by David. So it reveals a situation David was in in the time he wrote it.
Although we don't get much from the prescription, it's only that just a psalm of David. Looking into the book of Samuel, uh, uh, towards the end of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, you get to understand that how did David live? You learn the life he had to live running away from Saul who wanted to kill him. So he lived a life that was not a pleasant one. So one could argue that it was in this situation where he came to his mind and wrote this psalm, that this is a psalm of David. It is a psalm where he's actually just reminiscing and thinking of whatever he's been through and what he's going through and how he's going to survive and how he has survived in the difficult situation of running away from Saul. But he has to survive. So this is the psalm we take it from there. So the purpose of the psalm is actually to project the Lord's salvation and his protection to those who put their trust in him, of which David is one. So you might be in a situation in life where you're feeling uh, attacks or from every side and you are not actually sure of what you are going to do. This psalm is for you. It will encourage you and it will give you a direction on what will help you in this life. Now, David first describes who God is in the first verse. He talks about God, God I'm sorry, as a light and his salvation. In the first verse, he gives God defines God in three ways. First, he is the light, and also he is the salvation, and then he is a stronghold. I know some versions, they put it in a way like he gives me strength. But I will talk about the light. We know light almost everyone. As I'm here in studio, there is light. It will be dark without the light. The cameras need light, and then you see the light. Light, we need light each and every day. It's essential for what we do. It's essential for life. It is also defined as the source of energy. Light actually regulates our life. It is day, now, or it is night as you watch it, but what separates day from the night is the light. Lightness also keeps us energized and upset uh, on our concentration level. When there is light, your level of concentration is a little bit sharp. That's why maybe at night you might be sharp, but not as sharp as in during the light. It also then brings you warmth. The kind of number of things that you can say about light, actually animal, uh, plants, they live because of the light. Light is essential for life. So God is defined as the light. He is the one who gives light to David. He brings all what I've just said in his life. When there is light, you are able to see the direction. Light gives you a way to do things because you can see. So if God is the light in your life, you are moving in a way or you can see what is happening and you are most likely to make the right decision because God is your light. You need to make God your light in your life. Let him light in your life. But we will talk later about, about this in, in, in this chapter. Now, we also learn that God is salvation. What is salvation? We know that salvation, maybe as Christians, you get saved 
from your sin. But salvation is that somebody redeems you or rescues you from a situation that's going to harm you or that's going to kill you. So you are redeemed or you are rescued from this situation. So God is his salvation. As he was attacked by Saul time and again by the armies, he knew very well that his life and his protection is only from the Lord because God had saved him. Now, verse 5, if you read, it crystallizes what David is talking about when he's talking about God as his salvation. But we will talk more. Now, when we talk about salvation, it is that God saves him from the danger. God saves us in all the dangers of life that we face. He is our salvation. We further look into the stronghold. What is a stronghold? Or a, the, I, I like to take this version of the NIV of the stronghold. What is a stronghold? It, or you can call it a fortress. It's the same term. This is normally a military building. A, it's, it's a building that is built in a high place or in a place where it gives a, a wide a view of whatever they want to see. It was used by the army uh, where there would be a concentration or a lot of uh, the soldiers or the army to look and watch who is coming to attack the city or the country. So it was a stronghold, a place where there will be serious protection and serious security where no one can come. And when they see whatever is coming there, they will alert the city or they will fight or in these times where there are guns, they will shoot even before the enemy comes. So David defines God as a stronghold. He is someone who sees the dangers Far away, David is not even aware. He's enjoying what is happening in the city, but there is danger and God comes into play or God fights for him. So our God is our light giving us direction. He's our salvation saving us from what kills us or what is going to destroy us and our strongholds. If I can talk about verse 5, it says, For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling." Now, this is a combination of the light and the, the safe place. In the day of trouble, so when there is light or when you see that there is trouble, God protects you and keeps you in the safe place. He will hide you in his shelter and then he will set me upon a high rock. I have a, a, an example here. When we were little kids growing up, there was, if the other kids and you are the tallest, they want to get something, maybe let me say they want this phone, I can easily just raise my hand and all those hands will end up here and they cannot get to where the, the, the whatever you are hiding is. But I'll also say about the, the rock. When you're talking a rock and you're set on high, if you're looking for cattle, I'm from that background where you look for cattle in the mountains. If you you actually, in any area, if you are looking, you are searching for cattle, it can be say, cattle, goats, or whatever. You look for a higher rock, a higher rock where you can just stand. And when you are in a higher place, you can actually see a, a wider area and see what is 
happening where the cattle is. So when you are in the upper area, you can see from a distance. When you see the distance, you can know, oh, there they are. I will use this route because it will, it, maybe it's the shortest route or it is a route which is clearer. And you can also see the way. So when God takes you high up on the higher rock, as David is saying, he's there to make you see all the dangers that is around or whatever is attacking you. And you can see better than your enemy who is not on the rock. If your enemy is on the valley, he actually cannot see what is happening. Because if you are in a valley, you find yourself just walking and you waste a lot of time trying to get to your destination because you just navigating without knowing exactly or seeing the way. But if you are on a high rock, you can see. So God is the one that takes David and puts him on a high rock. He is able to see whatever is attacking him and he is able to live in the right direction. So God is our God and he gives us direction. So David has this desire to, say, to stay with this God who leads him and directs him. That is his prayer that he says from verse 7. He talks of his prayer now to God that hear my voice when I call on you, Lord. Be merciful to me. Now, this is the core. I will say all the, the it's, this is the center. If it was a V, I will say this is the bottom part of the psalm. Is actually the core of the psalm. That this is my plea, God. Hear my voice when I call you and be merciful to me and answer me. That is what is desire. And he also desire to stay into, in the Father's house because in the presence of the Lord, that is where he gets the warmth that he desires. Actually, that reveals why he's talking about in verse 4, one thing I ask or desire is to seek after Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. He wants to dwell in the house of the Lord where is the presence of the Lord, where there is a leadership. For in the day of trouble, you will keep me safe. This links to God being the stronghold or God being his salvation because he will be kept in his tent. It is in his tent where you are protected. Is it, in, it is where you worship God where you are protected. It is in your church or it is in Christ where you are protected. It is when you follow God and walk in his ways where you are protected. So David wants to dwell in the presence of the Lord. It might not be literally staying in church, but for us in the New Testament times, it is staying in Christ and being there. If you are in Christ, you are in the Lord, and the Lord will protect you and keep yourself, hide you in his shelter and his sacred tent, and set you upon a high hill. Now, we're talking about things that he requests. He requests a relationship compassion and forgiveness and answers from the Lord. You see, in the time of trouble he's going through and the uh, different situations, he's making a request from the, from the Lord, request for mercy. As a sinner, he knows that he commits sin and there is sin that makes him separated from God and he seeks for his forgiveness. He understands that there is a need for purification. As we walk in this walk with Christ, we know sometimes we commit sins and we need to seek his forgiveness such that 
we can have the right relationship with him and continue to stay in his presence. Now, he also makes a plea that he is requesting for his warm relationship with God, not forsaking his own. Verse 10, if we read there, it says, Though my father and mother forsake me, I will uh, forsake me, the Lord will not, will not forsake me. God will never forsake his own. If we look in verse 11, now he makes a request. Teach me your ways, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Why a straight path? Because of the oppressors. It's because when there is a straight path, he can move the right direction. He can make the right steps. He can move in the way that protects him. You see, when there are people, if we can go back to his situation of soul attacking him, where they will ambush, there is an ambush. They are in different areas that when David just passes here, we take on him. Now, in this situation, he needs the straight path from God because God knows the safest route. So God will take him through the safe route. I want to give you this example. It sometimes happens that in work, at work, people have put a snare that may he just say this. We will find maybe there is even a meeting, a serious meeting, where they've made the decision, but the decision only depends on what you will say in that meeting. And if you attend this meeting, they put you there, you are at the center of the discussion. And when they ask you the question, you just say the opposite of what they thought you would say. And all their plans are put to an end. They can no longer proceed because you answered in a way they never thought you were. God gave you the wisdom, gave you, God gave you the strategy the straight path to answer the right way. That's why we need God. He helps us because he can see all the things that are bad. He, he knows the dangers for our lives. Then he can direct us the right way. So let's seek to dwell in the presence of the Lord. David also requests that God teaches him how to follow him. So he can walk in this safe path. Lord, help me to follow you, to follow you in this good path that are protecting me or that are leading me to the right way. There is nothing as pleasing or as fulfilling than following the Lord because you know your steps are on the right track. Or are ordered, as they are ordered by, by God, you definitely may not, not make a mistake. So he desires that God leads me, him and teaches him the ways to follow. He requests a relationship with God. I need a relationship with God that you forgive me from all the sins. He has the understanding that as a human being, there are things that are wrong that you do. You need forgiveness. As Christians, time and again, we make uh, things that are not pleasing to the Lord. Oh, let me just be frank. We commit sin. We need forgiveness. So David knows that before God, he needs forgiveness. He needs him to forgive him from every sin. And then we know sin hides the face of the Lord. If you commit sin, you are distant with God. But he requests that God restore me and don't hide your face from you. From me, I'm sorry. The face of God is what we need in our lives. We need the face of God because if you can see God and you know he's on your watch, he's looking at you, you are guaranteed of a direction in your life. So God 
David is praying that God be with me and be in my life. Do not reject me or forsake me. Actually, you've been my helper. Now, if we continue, he says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. One of the verses, I think it's in Isaiah, it talks about even that even if a mother or nesting, a nesting mother can forgive a child, the Lord will never forget you. So think of that. God is always next to you. Forget about the situation that you are in. You may think that you are the worst sinner. You have done the worst of the worst of the sins. And you think God has rejected you. God will never reject you. He will always receive you if you come to him and seek for his forgiveness. He will surely forgive you all your sins. So David does have that desire that God, please restore me. Let us have this fellowship and a good walk with you because in you there is this protection. In you there is direction for life. In you, God, there is all that I need. God gives us the direction of life. Teach me your ways. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Now, think of the rock. He's in a higher rock. He can see where he's going. Think of the light that God, because this is a metaphor, metaphor that he uses. God now, as the light, giving the light to him. Now he knows how to walk to get to his destination. And now he knows that because he's on a higher rock, he can see the enemies and he can be protected from the oppressors. That's why he's talking about a straight, a straight path, because in the straight path, he can walk to his destination. Do not turn me over my force to the desires of my force. Sorry, do not turn me over to the desire of my force. For false witness rise against me, spouting sorry, accusation. People will always say things that are not there. They will, they will talk some of the things that will destroy or tarnish your name. But if you know your relationship with God, know who God is, you are able to stand with the Lord. Now, we have a God who knows all our, 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 our needs. I want to go back to the light. God as our light. God is the one who now directs our life. He is the light of all that we do. As we said, light gives you strength or gives you energy for the animals and for, uh, for plants and everything. God is our strength. It is when you have a pure relationship with God that is intact and you believe in him where you have the light. That's why Jesus Christ says you are the light of the world because people when they're in the light, they can see where they're going and what they are doing is clear. God gives us that direction because we can see as the enemies around, those are your force. Those are the people who David, he says here, they lose their direction. Why do they lose their direction? They lose it because they are not in the light. In other words, they are in darkness. The lightness is only, the light, sorry, is only found in the Lord. And when you are in that light, you are in the right direction. We also said the light, light also 
not only gives us strength, but it also separates, no, it, it makes us to see, to separate night and day, and to, be, to have our minds a little bit more alert. God makes you to understand situation in your life, situations in your life, to engage him in all what you are going through so you can have strength for your life. That is what you need from the Lord. So David had said all these things about God and made his, his request to God. And then one of the things, like I talked of the V, is that he seeks to dwell in the presence of the Lord. You can also dwell to, sorry, you can also seek to dwell in the presence of the Lord. And if you are in the presence of the Lord and you are there, you have the fortress because God is your fortress. You are protected. And anything that will come to attack you, God will see it from afar and fight it for you just as a fortress. That's why some version says he is your strength. He gives you strength. So he protects you from that army. And the army of the Lord is very, very strong. Nothing can defeat his army. He will always fight and win whatever is, is the battle, whatever the battle is there. You need to have this relationship. Now, in verse 13, he's talking about, I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord on this earth. So uh, uh, some versions, uh, I want to take this version that puts it in a different way, uh, that keep it in, say, in saying that, verse 13, what, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? It's a question. What, what would have become of me? The other version, they just state a statement, but what would be, what will you be if you don't believe in the Lord? What will be your future if you don't believe in the God? Because if you don't believe in God, you are in darkness. If you are not saved, if we talk in the language of the Old New Testament, if you are not saved, you are in darkness. You need the light that comes from the Lord. And this thing he's talking about, about seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. These are some things that happen in this life. We experience them as we live in this life. And then we are able to get to our destination. Wait and hope for and expect, and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. So in your situation that you are going into, going through, like David was going through a situation where Saul wanted to kill him, you might also be going into, in, through a situation that wants to destroy your life or that is attacking you. Never mind. Take the courage. God is there for you. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the living. God will fight your life whilst you are still alive and you will see the goodness of the Lord. That is what I wanted to read to you today, to encourage you that never be afraid. Do not stumble. Don't lose direction. Face and call on the name of the Lord. And as you call on the name of the Lord, he will give you direction, protect you, and he will be your salvation, meaning he will save you from any danger. Well, that's the end of our session today. I believe God has ministered to you and has changed your life through his word. I believe now you know that Lord 
is our light and our salvation and it is through him that we get direction and it is only through him that we get protection and it is through him that we are safe from everything put your trust in your lord in the lord whatever the situation you're going through in your life know that god is your salvation god bless you his word where his voice matters 